everyone. Welcome back to With Love Alexa. Today I am joined by Kelsey, a fellow Central Pain Syndrome warrior. She's on the board of the Central Pain Syndrome Foundation and has been doing some amazing work work to get the world word out on this horrible illness. Hi Kelsey, you there? Hey Alexa, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great, thank you. Happy to be here. Oh, I'm so glad to have you. I'm excited to have someone else that has central pain also. <laughs> yeah. Um, so if you want to maybe start a little bit, like kind of just maybe your background story and like what happened. Definitely. So I have a really athletic background and as a kid, I grew up and did gymnastics and then I did tennis and equestrian sport um, and all kinds of dancing, all kinds of fun things. But um, part of being an athlete is injuries <laughs> and it's difficult to say which injury exactly caused the CPS for me, except because CPS is definitely a central nervous system um, trauma-caused illness or, or dysfunction, basically. I'm pretty sure it was the concussion I had falling off a horse, but I had a couple crazy injuries before that. Um, but what CPS is, is basically like if your body was a turntable um, and an injury or trauma was the bumping of that turntable and then it, it got caught like was record scratch on loop and it was like dern, dern, then that's basically how your pain receptors um, get stuck and they play the whatever pain of that injury on loop uh, so it's kind of a time thing if after six months your injury hasn't subsided and healed then that basically that pain is just going to stay on loop until it's interrupted by something else and there's just so little known about right now about what can interrupt it other than a couple protocols that I'm on but um, all that to say likely this concussion that I had was the cause and I fell off a horse and kind of he ran over my head on accident but he didn't really run over he just nicked it and I stood up everything went bright yellow and then I went to sit over on a, a fence to kind of get my breath and by the time I had made it over to the fence um, I had gone unconscious so I walked into it unconsciously and bounced off of it and was I don't know how long I was out for but it was it was deemed like a minor concussion, so I never even thought of it until um, I started seeking a diagnosis. And, and even then, there was no doctor who said, have you ever hit your head hard enough to black out on their test? So I was like, you know, just misdiagnosed and, 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 and thought to have fibromyalgia for years, and I could still, but it, you know, CPS is very often mistaken for fibromyalgia because of the widespread pain. So anyways, just injuries since then have always remained on loop, and I've had some pretty crazy sports injuries since then. So that's sort of my story. Yeah, that it's, like, so crazy, like, just the whole aspect of, like, central pain and, like, what can cause it. Definitely. Um, so, like, during all this, like, did you have a lot of support? Um, did you wish you had more support? Um, my family is really supportive, and we are sort of in lots of network of doctors, and so there's just lots of um, specialists who've been on my side and on my team, but it, it took the willingness for me to flip through doctors, kind of like a deck of cards, until I found, you know, one who was willing to 
work with me and the prescriptions I was wanting because once I started, once I got a handle on this is what I'm dealing with and pain is, the pain is real, you know, then I started really focusing on how can I uh, be, like you say, be my own advocate and um, take on, you know, the best, the best possible route out there. So I found a really good um, option, but so it's so like little known about it by the mainstream doctors that I had to just keep pushing until I found one willing. So that was kind of the only area I didn't really get the most support was some doctors were were really um, just had very outdated information and they were unwilling to proceed with newer protocols. But it's totally understandable because they're looking to cover their their backside for legality issues. And you just have to understand both worlds of it and kind of keep pushing regardless, you know, keep being willing to keep moving forward. Yeah, I agree a lot. I think another thing that can be hard too is um, when even like when you have those kind of doctors, but then it kind of starts to make you second guess yourself, I guess. Definitely. Yeah, I think a lot of people struggle with that because they listen to what they're told by doctors. Um, but what you say is so true. Like you know your body more than anyone else. And even if they're saying one thing, like, it doesn't make it true. It just makes it, like, what they're saying, you know? And it's, it's difficult to, when you're in pain, like, having physical toughness along with mental toughness um, on that topic. Because, you know, you, you just kind of want to believe whatever you're told by the expert. But you, like, really need to do your own research and decide, like, you know decide for yourself like to think for yourself kind of you know and it's difficult because especially if doctors are acting like they're not going to believe you you know and you're not you're a hypochondriac which thankfully I never really had to deal with that but I know so many people do I just say like can that doctor like move on you know yeah no I was like one of those also that had like one of those doctors and I just basically never went back um so that I definitely understand and I think that's why I think being your own advocate is so important is because you know your body more than anyone else. Definitely, yeah. Um, what were some of your like symptoms that you were that you either experienced now or had experienced? Yeah, so um, many of the symptoms are shared amongst CPS folks. Um, I've experienced and on our website, we kind of list those out, but there's like, you know, it was really common for people to experience burning pain, um, freezing, stabbing, sharp tearing. These are all like like words we use to describe. Um, my burning pain, I got to mention after the concussion, I had a experience in Brazil with a, a run-in with the second most poisonous caterpillar there and the swine flu at the same time. So uh, my show, like what, the experience with that kind of caterpillar venom is, is that it's like a bee sting but worse and it, if you get stung on your hand both arms and shoulders just go up in flames it feels like um, so that's what it felt like and that continued to burn but it was so I got so used to it I didn't realize so anyways as, as I'm sure you understand you know I just didn't know the pain that I was in was so severe until finally you know the injuries continued to accrue um, muscle multiple strains later I couldn't really use my legs so I was kind of bed bound and then I was like okay this is a real problem so the those are sort of you know some of this for me the symptoms are more like um, you know 
the injuries just will compound uh, until there's so much pain I can't do anything with it with my body so um, but some of the things have been weird like I've had some weird breathing episodes uh, really weird hormonal stuff sometimes and you know just a lot of brain issues I think something with um, with CPS that we don't talk about as much as we should is what's happening in the brain when the pain receptors are jostled like that and then they're on loop what happens is the the glial cells this is super technical but the glial cells that are supposed to sweep up inflammation in the area after an injury they in turn travel to the brain and begin eating away at white and gray matter in the brain and that ultimately renders the patient demented but it takes a lot of years to get there so like cps is uh, highly technically a, a form of early onset dementia and I think a lot of people don't realize that like they think they're experiencing brain fog or you know maybe they say oh fibro, fibro fog I think I have fibromyalgia or whatever but like really your brain is like being deteriorated in a very slow fashion and I'm, I know you've experienced this too like I lost the ability to remember what I had said um, and I lost you know a lot of word connections I, I still like use sometimes the wrong I flip two words in place of each other and we'll use the wrong one but I have much more of a brain now because the treatments I'm on but I really was in a wasteland of mental nonsense and not being able to you know follow and track with things so those are kind of some of the things but I experienced that in a really short um you know five seven years time and it got really bad and then I took a turn for the better because the treatments and it's gotten way better but some people that takes them 20 years 30 years to get there you know some just a few but I think depending on the severity of the, the brain um, injury or it attacking itself kind of it can it can get pretty pretty crazy yeah I actually had no idea about a lot a lot of that <laughs> I guess you learn something new every day yeah I think it's important to be aware you know of, of just what it is that we're dealing with not just the pain but there's ways to combat that like I don't want to act like that's just doom and gloom right horrible, no you know? <laughs> there's um there's a lot in my story about what I've done so I want to just kind of mention that on the CPSF website but then you know there's I think that some people just get so much in pain they just focus on the distraction and they kind of like get in one little zone of this is how I do things and you know they don't branch out they don't continue to go out and talk to people they don't continue to uh, do puzzles and like mind games and things that keep them sharp so of course you know you're going to waste away if you don't do those things regardless of cps like if you you know if you don't keep your mind sharp but i think just being aware as someone in pain and, and other pain patients out there that those things are important it's important when the doctor says pull back the curtains and go outside and talk to people even though you're in pain you're going to be in pain anyways if someone is blessed and lucky enough to have a doctor that's so in your face like mine was with me to say that um, and be honest, then, you know, it's really important, I think, to keep doing those things. Yeah, I certainly love, like, my, like, phone app games, like, my little puzzle things and my solitaire. I love those. <laughs> I'm always, like, eyeballs deep and once upon a time, <laughs> I just... I love that show and like just the mental mapping of like this timeline, that timeline, it's, it's really helpful to just have something, you know, that you go to and can, can kind of 
even like a mind palace, like it's your place to go to and expand and grow and flourish in. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, totally. Um, so question, what, um, cause I, I just like love talking with you cause I get so much knowledge also, but like, do you have any advice for someone who's like maybe like recently diagnosed or thinks they could be? Yeah. Um, the phone cut out for a second there. Could you say that question again? Yeah. Um, like, do you have any advice for anyone that is um, maybe going through being diagnosed or was newly diagnosed? Definitely. Yeah. Um, so I think the first and often, you know, maybe most obvious, maybe not most obvious thing is to get a support system around you. Um, if you've just been diagnosed, you know, it can be a really overwhelming diagnosis. I think for stroke patients and some um, spinal cord injury, traumatic brain injury patients, it's a really quick, easy diagnosis. Um, but for some who've been in my position where it was like a minor head injury, you know, it's not so straightforward. So you find support around you, but it's not like all around CPS. It's kind of just like pain and, you know, you just find support. But with, with those who are just being diagnosed with CPS and they know what it is and they know they need support, um, our Facebook group is an incredible resource. We have over a thousand people. It's just about the size where still cozy, but you know that there's enough people there that if you ask a question like, what about this med, you're going to get like 50 answers, which is awesome because of mass sampling. But um, it's just, you know, you need you need people around you who get it, who understand. And I think um, you need to research like a drip feed, kind of like not, don't try to get all the information all at one time, <laughs> but be willing to like take a little bit in and then let it sit, take a little bit in. And just be on your journey, like let it let it be okay that you're on a journey and you may make mistakes, you may try a med that is horrible and makes you worse and you feel like you lost time, but you know, there's always a second chance to try another thing and and time is working for us in this regard because we're we are as a foundation looking to, you know, develop a cure for this. So the you know, as you go on your journey, it's only gonna get better in terms of what technology becomes available and what meds are available and what doctors are educated on so just um just let us come alongside you and kind of be there for you is what i'd say yeah no it's that's that's so true um yeah it's just it's it is a journey and hopefully it'll be an, an ending journey or where you can move on from that journey but as long Definitely. as you keep working at it every day i feel like you can maybe get better at it. Yep, I agree. And then, so you're also, besides being like an advocate for having like central pain, you also um, are on the foundation, which I think is so cool. Um, can you tell us a little bit about like what you do on the foundation and how you got involved? Yeah. Um Thanks for asking. Yeah, so I basically, what I just said, I joined the Facebook group <laughs> um, in, like, 2017. I was kind of officially-ish diagnosed in 2015. Didn't know it until 2016, though, kind of. And when I realized, you know, I need support around me, that doctor I was telling you about who kind of gave me the honest truth, 
in 2017 realized, okay, I should join. So I joined the group, and um, there's a there's a guy there named Tim Parrish who's um, actually now completely out of pain. He had CPS for uh, years, but he got himself free of the pain, and he um, was noticing, you know, some of the questions I was asking, some of the protocols I was looking to try, and that a lot of it had to do with this Dr. Forrest Tennant. Um, who's the founding father of all pain clinics and his um, protocol with hormones. And then he noticed, you know, wow, she's having success with these protocols, not just having, you know, found them. And then, of course, I searched for a year to find doctors willing to prescribe, but um, then I had success with it. And so he reached out to me and said, we're really impressed with the success you've been having, and we are looking for someone, you know, young like you to be on the board and what do you think and I was just like awesome so I literally thought that being on the quote board was um the Facebook group like being an admin and I was like yeah I can imagine myself like doing that (laughs) but they actually had a foundation in the works for the last 10 years I didn't even realize uh so we've been breathing new life into it and um I'm the web person so I do all the uh web development and everything you see online representing CPSF is all I've had my hand in it somehow, and, and you have too because you're on my team and you do the blogging with me, which is so much fun. So that's sort of what it is, or how I got involved, rather. Yeah, no, I was like so happy when I found the group because I had been looking actually for a while for something, and I just, for whatever reason, I think I found the old foundation page actually because there really wasn't much on there. Um, and then I think I tried calling a number and it didn't work. So eventually I had come across, I think, the central pain syndrome hashtag on Instagram. And that's kind of where I found everything. Yeah, um, you. Yeah, I think you found us through Instagram, like the hashtag. And so I think it's really important to use, you know, like things that people are searching for. Um, and... I love that we found each other that way. It was it was a cool day for me because I was like, that's that's honestly like when you reached out to me and, and you volunteered with us, I was like, it's working. What I'm doing is working. I know. It's like the best feeling. <laughs> yes, for sure. Um, so um, how can we help get the word out on central pain syndrome? So I think um, the biggest thing for everyone listening to this, regardless of whether you have pain, like I know you said we and you could mean just you and I we, but I'm thinking everybody yeah. is, you know, I, I compose posts frequently on my Facebook asking the simple question, you know, hey, do you or does a loved one that you know have chronic pain? Because this is like a, you know, I think at least a third of the population deals with chronic pain. Um, and then asking, you know, do they have a diagnosis? Uh, point them in the direction of the website just because so many people don't even realize that just by having some kind of a a trauma to their central nervous system which maybe they didn't even know was their central nervous system you know their brain their brain stem their spinal cord um, that could be a car accident whiplash that could be a concussion that could be a stroke that could be a mini stroke that could be um, even a virus like that got trapped in your central nervous system So those things are all really, really common, you know, just sending those people to the CPSF website, um, which is www.cps.foundation, and letting them know, hey, there's some 
answers here. There's some other people experiencing the same thing. And even if they don't have central pain syndrome, but like centralized pain where their pain got trapped in their central nervous system um, after it should have resolved, even if it was a peripheral injury, uh, there's still resources on that website that will help you. And Dr. Forrest Tennant has given us like full, um, I guess, right to distribute all of his articles, all of his like education videos, protocols, uh, like PDFs to print out and give to doctors with information about his protocols, all that. So that's all on his website, but it's also all on our website, and he expects like that our website's going to get bigger than his at some point. And so it's cool because you know we have we're going to be passing that on for for the next so so many generations. And I just think it's cool because that's that's hope, you know, and when we're in a lot of pain, we don't just want to pass out, hey, here's here's a, a med you can take, but here's a ridiculous list of side effects and, you know, probably, like, good luck, but <laughs> this is actually, you know, in my world and in the world of those of us on the board, this is like, hey, there's actually some hope here, and yes, we're looking to further develop things, and we're in the works of looking at more, you know, protocols, doctors, and, and just education, but so far, you know, there's there's a lot of hope with the just with the doctors we have on our um, advisory council and the protocols that some of us have found and that we've individually developed. So we really encourage people to go and check those out and try them for themselves and come up with something that works for them too. Yes, um, and we will put all that information on the description below so people can click right on it. Um, thank you so much for joining me today, Kelsey. I'm hoping. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, fun. I'm so glad. And I hope that this episode will teach others more about central pain syndrome. And for more information on central pain syndrome and the foundation, um, you can look down below at our in our description. Thanks. Have a great day. Thanks.